our AFLW segment for MEGT, helping women kick their career goals in the trade industry. Sarah Ollie from AFL.com.au. Sarah, hello. Nice to be with you, Jared, on this beautiful sunny Wednesday. And with so much happening in sport. Now, I I saw good portions of this on the weekend and then it sort of receded into the background while everything else has been taking place, but the finals are about to come. Just have we got the right eight teams in your mind or is there someone you go, they're going to kick themselves all summer long? Oh, well, that's probably Collingwood who are going to kick themselves, but they were absolutely thrashed in the final round by Richmond who were just really playing for fun and playing for pride. So, I think they'll look back at their season and go, we had some injuries throughout the year, Geordie Allen, Ruby Schleicher, and perhaps that is the difference in a 10-round season. But no, I'm, I'm happy with the final eight that we've got. And I think we've got four cracking finals this weekend, two on Saturday and then two on Sunday. So bring it on. Let's go through them because it's Wednesday. We should be in preview mode. So Adelaide and the Brisbane Lions, take us to the heart of this. Well, this is going to be a fascinating game. And really, it is the most storied rivalry within the AFLW. It was the first grand final. They've played off in two grand finals and have won a piece, the Crows and the Lions. And of course, last week we were talking about the Lions, that double fourth spot in jeopardy, but they beat the Ds to secure that fourth position. And it's just been a strange season for the Lions. They've lost to the Tigers, Pies and Saints, so teams they should beat. But against the top eight teams, the top eight finalists, they have an unblemished record, Jared, of 5-0. and The Crows are 4-1, so an also pretty handy record. This is going to be an epic match. I just wonder if the Crows perhaps might be a little fresher. They played West Coast in the final round and they didn't send five of their stars over there, including Captain Chelsea Randall and their triple club champion, Anne Hatchard. I wonder if they've got a bit more bounce in them. Something else that might distract the Lions that there is a tribunal tonight with Dee Heslop Jared. So she's facing a match, uh, sorry, I should say a three-match ban for a dangerous tackle on St Kilda's re-what. Look, I've looked at the incident a number of times. I don't see her being available this weekend, but I do have a little bit of sympathy for Dee and the Lions, seeing as this incident, Jared, was on Saturday. It's now Wednesday. If they want to appeal, that's, that's Thursday. But as you kind of alluded to off the top, there's just been so much going on in the world of sport. And of course, in Melbourne yesterday, the public holiday, but the Crows and the Lions, they always give us a great battle and I'm expecting just the same. All right. So the tribunal plays a key role there tonight. Um, the second of the matches, so we go in order here. So Gold Coast and the Sydney Swans, this is fifth versus eighth and the Swans grab the last place in the final series. Yeah, and what seems over in the West when they defeated Fremantle and they realised they'd done enough to get over the line and secure that eighth spot. I mean, Jared, we've talked about it this season, just how brilliant it has been for them given last year they were winless. Even if you think about their coach, Scott Gowans, he's had his own cancer battle in between the two seasons. So they've had to overcome and endure a lot. So they get in in eighth spot. And look, it's going to be tough against the Gold Coast Suns who were hustling for that fourth position and have once again been been very impressive. Um, they don't have Charlie Rowbottom. She's their uh, best and fairest and one of the, the guns, the contested guns in the AFLW, but she's undergone ankle surgery. So she is out. Having said that, though, the Suns played last week without her and they were pretty dominant around the clearance against Essendon. So... Whilst it's, a, it's an incredible story, the Swans, I expect Gold Coast to be too strong, particularly at home. 
Geelong and Essendon, could this be any more perfect with the Prosparkas <laughs> sisters playing? I'm calling it a Prosparkas off. <laughs> That's risky. Georgie, Georgie going up against Maddie, who are two of you know the names of the competition, really. Maddie, a league best and fairest. And Georgie, hot on her tail. She's coming off a 35 disposal match in where she only really played three quarters. So she's in a rich vein of form. This is going to be tight. They met in round six in Warrnambool and it was the Dons that day actually causing a bit of an upset but really tricky conditions down there and I think the Cats will like their chances at home. They were in a similar position last season against the Kangaroos. I was there that day and they just could not kick straight so they've got something to improve on from last year and I think they might be a little bit too strong for the Dons, but it is going to be very even, and I expect that one to go down to the wire. And then Melbourne and North Melbourne, so the the defending champions against the team who they are aspiring to at North. They just keep finding a way not quite to measure up, so they get a crack at the Ds in a qualifying final. And they get a crack not too long after their last match in round eight. That was a disappointing night for the Roos. It had really been build up as their chance to prove that they can match it with the big three. And after quarter time, they were really nowhere to be seen. Just a point after quarter time, in fact. So they get another look at the Ds. Of course, they also came up against the Ds in last season's preliminary final. Were much more competitive on that day, but just had issues going inside 50. But as you say, this seems to be the perennial problem with the Roos against the big three in the Ds, in the Lions, the Crows. They are 2-14. and 14. So it's not pretty reading, and they'll be well aware of that. But I think they're up to the challenge. They almost got across the line against the Crows recently, so they certainly are closing the gaps. If you want to look at last week's game between the Lions and the Ds, what the Lions did superbly, and they did it for four quarters, is pressure around the source. That's how you beat Melbourne. That is the blueprint. So over to you, North Melbourne. A Melbourne... Um, I, I did see good portions of the Lions in Melbourne. I, it was just a fraction shaken by that, given that uh, home, uh, well, they they, were, they had the top two locked, but top place was on the line. Were, am I worrying too much about that game? I think it might say more about the Lions, yeah. to be honest with you, because they were coming off that awful loss in Moorabbin, where discipline was an issue for the Lions. And actually some players... Uh, after the match during the week, said perhaps we went in a little bit complacent. So they would have been fired up on their home turf. But, yeah, there was a period there where I think the Lions may have kicked 24 unanswered points. So that would be problematic for the Ds. I mean, they still get that home final. But as you say, the Crows finish in first. And what we know is whoever finishes higher if they're in the grand final, they get the home grand final. So I wonder if they'll be ruining it, Jared, if they do make the grand final and indeed they do play against the Crows. That's right. That that was that's the extra element, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. 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 So a lot a lot is on the line when it comes to that first position. I've just watched that D Heslop tackle. Is that has all the trademarks of the dangerous tackle? Arms yeah. pinned, tip head yeah. into the ground. So they're at the tribunal out of obligation, aren't they? Sent directly there. But that that fits perfectly with the the application throughout the season. There, there's no beating that suspension. Yeah, I think so. And we spoke, uh, must have been two weeks ago, I think, about the Brittany Goodneck tackle. That was 
the Western Bulldogs player on a Sydney Swans player whose name now escapes me. And we were a bit unsure, but we were happy for that one to go to the tribunal and to have that one thrashed out. But I do agree with you. Every time I've looked at this D Heslop tackle, it has all the characteristics of a dangerous tackle. And indeed, re-what, finish the game, concuss. So I think she's in a fair bit of trouble. Yeah, yeah, that would be very surprising uh, and actually a bit troubling if that got overturned. All right, can you give me your seedings heading into the into the final series? For the final eight? Yeah, so yeah, so give me your top four seedings in the AFLW as we hit the finals. Four up. All right, I'm still going to give fourth to the Roos. Yep. This is tricky from here on in, though, because I think I've actually tipped Brisbane to beat Adelaide, but that's only because I'm, I'm really liking their record against the top eight sides. But I'll have to have them still as my three seed. I'd have Adelaide in two, and I've still got the Demons in one. But the Crows are in the box seat now. They've got this home final against Brisbane, and then they're going to have the opportunity of a home grand final. So it's going to be tight. Once again, though, those big three, they're up there, and the Roos are just a little bit behind. All right, so Sarah's seedings, one Melbourne, two Adelaide, three Brisbane, four North Melbourne. I thought we'd, we'd keep the rolling five, Sarah, as a build-up to the best and fairest rather than tip mm. your hand now. So maybe get you to preempt how the best and fairest medal might go uh, in the lead-up to that in grand final week. All right, sounds good. All right, Sarah, terrific. Enjoy the first weekend of finals. Thank you, Jared. You too. It's a great time of the year. Sarah Ollie, afl.com.au. That's how it sets up.